0: Welcome to episode 11 of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom,
1: and I'm Zach. We
0: will start with the weird news about the Joker movie. So Alec Baldwin was cast in the role, uh, in a role for the movie, according to Deadline, and it was believed to be the role of Thomas Wayne. And then later it came out, you know, on Twitter, the Alec Baldwin Foundation said that it was not happening. Quote, not happening, which I took to be a joke. Like it was a joke based on. The type of character he was playing uh and then it it came out apparently he's he's really not doing it so he told usa today that he wouldn't be doing the movie due to scheduling and quote i'm sure that there are 25 guys who can play that part uh so we'll get into the type of role he was supposed to play but i mean this is just weird so apparently alec baldwin is not going to be in the joker movie although i think there's like a 10 percent chance this is still like a a bit of a hoax and He's trying to be funny with it, but I think it looks like he's probably not doing it.
1: Yeah, the uh, like you, the t- tweet that I saw from the Alec Baldwin Foundation, I thought that was like jokey, trying to be fun, like, ha ha ha, no, it really is happening. But the fact that then he then gave an <laughs> interview and said that it's not happening, that maybe it's not. And this was just, they were in talks and somebody leaked it before they were supposed to, it wasn't finalized and or didn't know what they were talking about. So it at least seems like, yes, he was in talks about it. But now I think, no, he's not going to do it, Uh, which is it's a bit of a bummer. I think Alec Baldwin is a pretty good actor and I I would like to see him um, in the DC realm of movies somehow. Yeah, just a totally weird situation.
0: Uh, I don't know if, you know, if it is actually just a scheduling thing that that came up after he wanted to do it or if he found out someone else was offered the role first and didn't like that. So he was upset about that or something. I don't know. It's really weird. I like Alec Baldwin. I, I think it would be cool to see him in a DC film and interesting to put him if he had been in the Joker film, because I know a lot of people thought he would have made a great Batman back in 89, uh, it would have been probably quite a bit different from Michael Keaton, but uh, I, you know, he went on to play the shadow, but so he would have been an interesting twice at that time, but uh, it would have been neat to see him in Joker movie. But it looks like that's not the case. Uh, so the Hollywood Reporter, when he... It looked like he was being cast, talked about the role he was playing. And it was believed to be that of Thomas Wayne. And the role was described as, quote, a cheesy and tan businessman who was more in the mold of a 1980s Donald Trump.
1: So Thomas Wayne as a cheesy, tan businessman? Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I i don't know i get they're like trying to be like current i guess and but i don't know it's like i guess thomas wayne is a businessman and as joker is i don't even know if you would call joker the hero of this film it would make sense to have thomas wayne be less than a great person um and so i guess that makes sense but at the same time i think he could just be some random business person it wouldn't need to be thomas wayne like if I think they should go either way. They should either have Thomas Wayne or do this cheesy Donald Trump businessman. I don't think that should be the same person, but that's just like my hot take on it, I guess. That, I don't think that's
0: necessarily <laughs> a hot take, but it, it is this weird thing with the Elseworlds thing because it looks like they're just kind of taking the name of Thomas Wayne and making a unique character with it. Um you know, let's wait and see before you know what they do with the film, but would you rather, you know, a completely unique character named Thomas Wayne or just a different character. I don't know. And that's something I struggle with in Elseworlds because if it's just so different from the main universe, I kind of lose interest if they're just taking a unique character in the names. Um, but, but it seems like everything with this film, every time I hear something about it, like when Alec Baldwin was cast, I'm my expectations are raised for the quality of the movie. But also as a DC fan, I'm sort of less interested because it just seems like it has nothing to do with anything DC related that I normally read. I mean, but if if Joaquin Phoenix makes a great Joker and it's a good movie, I can still enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, it's weird.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. I haven't really thought about that. But, like, basically, the farther we get and the more information we get about this movie, the more it seems like it's going to be a really good lower budget like drama film about some crazy characters that just happen to share the names of these dc characters that we love like it it seems like it's getting farther and farther away from that which is is okay that to me that's okay that's what the whole purpose of this elseworld thing is but i'm sure that that will upset people
0: yeah and, and it's funny because the only character whom well what we know i think joker and thomas wayne are the only names we've heard that are from dc comics and you know a lot of the other characters could be characters from dc comics so we don't just know that yet or uh other things but and then the only comic acu- the closest thing to a comic accurate character might be the joker in this and that's exploring a part of the joker that hasn't really been explored that much before so it's really weird uh and i get it that's the point of the Else Worlds, but that's that's just what for me why it is less exciting as a dc film just because it's there's not a lot in there if you've read uh, you know Batman Joker Thomas Wayne stuff over the years there's not a lot that this looks like and that's the point of Elseworlds but that's also why it's less interesting to me because it's so different that it, it there's nothing really to to latch on to but I am excited about the potential quality of the film and I like Todd Phillips as a director writing it was Scott silver I think it'll I think this will be a good film but probably really weird
1: oh yeah I, I'm sure they are going to to try to push the weird as much as possible um that's what they're going for but yeah it's I- i'm still pretty excited about it like you said yeah i wonder if joe what,
0: it was interesting what you brought up about the joker is he going to be is he going to be the villain of the film or is he going to be the hero that we're following uh and i don't think it's necessarily that simple of hero villain but is it going to be about the joker rising to power or is the joker going to be hunted down by someone else uh I, i'm really curious how this is all going to fit together
1: yeah i mean i i can easily see this being one of those films where you actually don't end up rooting for anybody like you're just <laughs> kind of watching a train wreck and you're like hoping that something good happens but that you don't really see how anything good could happen and nothing good ever does happen by a train wreck are you talking about the events of the movie or the quality of the movie uh, the events of the movie, sorry. Hopefully, oh, okay. the quality is very yeah. good. I, I'm I'm optimistic <laughs> yeah. that it's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, more movie talk. Producer Hiram Garcia talked about Black Adam with Collider. He said that the movie is definitely happening and that there has been significant progress on the script. So, that's exciting. Uh, he always wanted Dwayne Johnson to play a superhero and they, they had plenty of options, he said. Yeah. that's He mentions how he talked with Warner
0: Brothers a while back and... I'm sure he could have played almost any character they wanted, but it's always interesting to me that he chose Black Adam over Shazam because if you look at the roles Dwayne Johnson has played over the years, he's really more of a, a natural fit for Shazam. I know he looks just like Black Adam out of the comics, but uh, he, his character and personality type is, has always seemed more like a Shazam. So it's interesting that he went with Black Adam because that seems very
1: different. Yeah, it does seem very different. He uh, talked about why Black Adam, why he's drawn to that character. Um he said Black Adam just made kind of great sense. It was this kind of real really cool anti-hero, kicks butt who believes in basically exacting justice justice in his way with a fascinating backstory. The history he has with regards to having been for- been a former slave and freeing his people and then getting his abilities and what happened from there.
0: Yeah, that's cool that they're that that's what Johnson and Garcia are drawn to. Uh they also decided to make Black Adam and Shazam separate movies to They said they didn't want to cram them both into the same story and give each character time. Um, I understand that from one perspective, particularly if you have a big name like Dwayne Johnson playing the villain. He's going to take up a lot of screen time and and maybe reduce the role of, you know, reduce the time you have for the main character, Billy Batson and Shazam. But also, I mean, that's kind of like saying, well, we can't have Batman and Joker in the same movie because whatever. (laughs) And so I totally disagree with that. Um, not that I don't think they can make good films on their own, but I, I do disagree with that, that you would necessarily, it would necessarily be cramming them together.
1: The, the one pushback I'll have against that though, is that they really are like pushing the anti-hero line mm-hmm. of black Adam pretty hard. And so I think if they're going to go after that, it does make sense to split it out into two films because you don't want black Adam being the villain. If you want him to come off more as an anti-hero and then, if you did that, if you had them both in the same film, then you have two heroes and then you have two heroes and then you have to have a different villain. And so you're splitting up the screen time even more. So I guess in that sense, it does make sense a little bit. That is a, a
0: really fair point. Although I, you could also just get black Adam could be the antagonist, not necessarily a true villain. And then you could develop him into more of an antihero in a future film also. And we sort of see that journey. So we get to see him be the bad guy and then also, become more of of an anti-hero. But yeah, it's, it's it's interesting how they're going to approach this and see how they how they balance that having two very similar similar characters
1: but with a little bit different way of going about
0: things uh in this universe. Yeah.
1: Uh, so he said they're they're currently revising the script, which they're very excited about. He said it's going to deliver on the goods of everything you want to see Black Adam do. Well, you don't know. You don't know what you want. What I want to see Black Adam do, but <laughs> I'll trust him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and
0: The part that got me excited, he talked about the characterization of Black Adam in the film. And he said, especially when he's not a Boy Scout, especially when he's got edge to him, like he's not the Boy Scout superhero. He's the guy that's like, okay, you cross him. Well, I rip your head off and then I move on to the next guy. End quote. So I'm really glad to hear that because Black Adam is a bit of a darker character. Even as an antihero, he will throw you off a building or do whatever want whatever he wants if he wants to. Uh, whatever he wants to really so I'm glad they're not doing that because I know Johnson in particular has uh, talked about in the past how he likes feel good movies and you know he actually there's one movie he recently did where he wanted the ending changed because he wanted a happier ending to it and so you can still have fun and all that in a Black Adam movie but I'm glad they're not going to at least they say they're not going to sacrifice the the characterization of Black Adam and he's going to be edgy as, as they put it
1: yeah, he's going to be edgy. And that that again, it. I can't wait to see Shazam and Black Adam together because that is definitely like the antithesis of what Shazam is going to be. This Boy Scout, nice, obviously little kid in a, in a superhero body. So I, I can't wait to see those two play against each other. Yeah. So last we heard, this there's a
0: good chance this film's in the later part of 2019. It sounds like they're still on track for that. And it's crazy how they have to fit it into Johnson's schedule. He just, News just came out this week how he's Doing a movie with Robert Zemeckis that is going to film in 2020, uh, so his, his schedule is packed. But it looks like Black Adam is going to be a priority.
1: Yeah, he just he has more time than normal human beings, so I'm I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. All right, moving on to TV news. Anthony Konechny, who you might know from Almost Human, has been cast in a recurring role in superhero, or sorry, Supergirl season four. Uh, so according to Deadline, he's going to play Agent Jensen, a DEO agent recruited by Alex, who struggles to find his footing at the DEO.
0: I'm just excited. There's a recurring role for a DEO agent. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: they they haven't done a lot with the background
0: DEO agents. They just happen to know Supergirl and Superman's secret identity, probably because everybody talks real loud in the DEO. Uh, but they haven't gotten a ton to do. I know there's been a couple who have who've had multiple spots, but this will be cool. I don't know what they're going to do with him, uh, other than you know he's going to be a young agent. It sounds like, but uh, that'll be cool. I'm just glad those background characters actually get something to do, and there's something for one of the DEO. I think that's a good possibility for storytelling in there
1: yeah me too i i actually feel bad because i know like at the there was some good moments between one of the agents and when at the end of the season but i cannot for the life of me remember what his name is <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. yeah i yeah i don't know the
0: <laughs> other than the main cast of the deo the deo agents and we really don't know anything about the sporting one so i'm glad they're doing something there uh the cw also released new posters kind of posters for black lightning season two which actually looks quite cool uh, showing the main cast there really looks cool, stylized thing. And then Legends of Tomorrow just sort of a, a picture of Sarah Lance and kicking and and everything with, with the return date and Supergirl season four. Uh, any thoughts on these, Zach?
1: The Black Lightning one stands out. It's really cool. Looks retro. Uh, Legends Tomorrow, whatever. Supergirl, Red <laughs> Sun Day. It's like says Sundays, but the Sun is different. But it's in red. Red Sun. Ha. I don't know. I think. <laughs> I, I don't I think you're looking at, you might be looking into that too much
0: but maybe not. Uh yeah, the Legends one is just sort of a picture and Supergirl they want you to know it's coming on out on Sundays, which is smart because that's a new thing for them. I actually I accidentally listened to this thing called the radio a week or two ago. <laughs> I was in a vehicle and was and was forced to not listen to a podcast and uh there was a commercial and it talked about the CW and Supergirl or Sunday night Supergirl and whatever's after supergirl i i didn't listen after that but it's cool they're doing marketing like that letting people know hey we're gonna be on sundays now supergirl will be on sundays so when they make a change like that which isn't as big of a deal as it would have been years ago because live tv is less important but it's glad that i'm glad they're marketing that and letting people know it's going to be on a different day that's that you might not be used to yeah
1: Uh, they also released some promos for the upcoming season some video promos So there's a a superhero Subway sizzle trail or trailer track, whatever you want to call it. I thought maybe it was a commercial for like a new sandwich at Subway restaurants. Turns out it isn't. Uh, And also the superheroes fight back trailer. It's they kind of do these every year. Nice montages of them, like training, getting ready for the new season. And then we get a couple little clips and one liners from from the the upcoming season. These are always they're pretty cool nothing really of content to get from it but just kind of gets you hyped for the upcoming seasons
0: yeah the biggest reveal is maybe a little bit of barry in action with his new suit and yeah. you see the flash ring and and there's grad things like that but not a not a ton to take to take away from them they're just general promos but it's just a lot of slow motion walking and and scowls and that kind of thing uh but yeah they're cool they're fun
1: all right next up warner brother has is going to release remastered opening credits for well, they have released the remastered opening credits for Batman, the animated series, as a sample for the upcoming Blu ray release that they're going to do. So you can see that on YouTube. It looks way clearer than I remember it, and that's <laughs> that's probably what they're going for. <laughs> yeah, IGN had
0: the side by side comparison of the remastered versus the original. I, I think they made the original even look worse yeah. on purpose, but it is a huge difference. It looks like the original, like TV, old school TV from 1992 quality it doesn't even look dvd quality but i'm not sure on that but it, yeah it's it's impressive what they've done to remaster it and to make everything look so crisp and clean
1: yeah and they also had some some details about the actual blu-ray release so it was originally supposed to come out on october 16th but it's actually getting released october 30th now um in the deluxe limited edition blu-ray box set which looks pretty cool it's also going to include digital copies of all 109 episodes. Um, you also get Batman Mask of the Phantasm and Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, those two films. And then like a hour and a half long documentary called The Heart of Batman um, that like shows the actual behind the scenes making of Batman the animated
0: series. Pretty cool set for a BTAS fan. Lots to go. Um, they're Yeah, they did postpone it two weeks, but they added digital copies to the set which is really cool. It makes it much much better of a buy. For, it retails over $100, so you would want that. Uh, and Mask of the Phantasm and Batman Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero, kind of wish I hadn't just purchased those in the past year when they were first made available on Blu-ray. I you know, spent $40 on that. That would make this set look much more appealing if I hadn't done that. But yeah, this is a really cool set for Batman the Animated Series. So all that's left, all's left, left is to talk about the DC Universe livestream, which was this past week on youtube and we'll go into all the details there including details on titans and swamp thing and all of that uh so just the the live stream itself if you want to watch it it is it's a pretty fun stream it's got kevin smith hosting it who's he's a really good host and then there's just fun stuff for dc fans like jim lee's in the background drawing batman and you see what his 90 second batman looks like which is just so impressive and then there's this hour-long batman he's just it's just jim lee drawing batman in the background it's really cool and they had guests like terry hatcher and Kevin Conroy. That was probably the highlight. Was Kevin Conroy watching Batman the Animated Series for the first time in HD? It's just like, <laughs> oh, this is, this is cool. This is uh, this is nice. Um, but they they did give a walkthrough of the service. It looks really cool. You can stream on two devices at once. Uh, that's what it sounded like. A lot of these details were tough to to understand if exactly what they mean. But it sounds like you can stream on up to two devices at once. Um, they will have a free trial option that will be available once it launches. And some of the other stuff that, you know, besides the TV movies and comics, there's going to be original stuff like a three-part documentary series on the drawings of George Perez, which is pretty cool. They showed a yeah. snip from that. Um, Jim Lee said that the goal is to have a new episode of something every week, which I think, that, I think that's definitely doable. And I think they could get to the point where they're doing two a week, especially one animation, one live action, because Young Justice and Harley Quinn are each 26-episode season, so that could fill up a whole year right there. Yeah, and, the,
1: and it it does make it, obviously, it means that it, there was like some speculation. Um, are they going to release all the episodes at once, and you can just watch them all at once, or are they going to release them one at a time, and it seems like they're going to do them one at a time, which I think is smart, makes sense. Yeah,
0: it gives new content. But the big thing here, the, the launch date for DC Universe will be September 15th. So that we finally have a date. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they still had the beta in August or not. Um, or if people actually followed their NDAs and things like that for once, that would be pretty cool. And and they have had beta going on, but yeah, the launch is September fifteenth. But there will be no new original content. That's just going to be the older stuff on there. What do you think about that?
1: I I I don't know. I I think they probably should have waited till they had like even if they just had the like the first episode of Titans or something just to launch with and that was it and then you had to wait maybe a month or so for the next episode i'd be okay with that like just to see the pilot of one or maybe two of these shows like like you said one live action one animated but that being said the people who are signing up right at the beginning are the hardcore people that are trying to see the all the the back catalog stuff probably that's i mean that's why we both (laughs) pre-ordered i think um so I was going to get it anyways, so I, it'll just be cool maybe to, to get in there to figure out whatever bugs they have and maybe iron those out um, before they they start launching some of the new shows. So I guess I basically just talked in a big circle. I wish they had new stuff coming when they, they launch, but it's not a big deal to me that they don't.
0: Yeah, I I mean, there's going to be plenty of stuff to do the first month, watch and read during that time, but it is surprising. You would think they would want a new episode of something up there. To launch with um but there's also no details on when it will release internationally but it sounds like they you know they want to do that but they're they're doing it in the u.s first like you like you said on to titans we got official stills of raven starfire beast boy and robin any thoughts on these
1: these are they're very very heavily photoshopped <laughs> of which i'm not normally a fan of in these pictures but that being said i mean they look cool they definitely definitely go with the this is the dark titans this is nothing kitty about this everything is like falling apart i think there's dead people in the back of robin's and he has like blood splattered on his face or something i don't know um starfire looks really cool i i really really like what they're doing with her so far hopefully it looks that cool when somebody doesn't have like three hours to photoshop it like it looks as cool in motion and everything too
0: (laughs) yeah well it looks very similar to the trailer the trailer shot of starfire so you can assume that's what it'll look like at least in the early part of the the show yeah these are these are fine photos i do like all the cast from everything we've seen from the cast but you know those main forecasts they all look like they'll be good in the role um but yeah these these pictures just remind me i think this show is probably the lowest budgeted of anything dc related which makes sense because and this goes back to my thoughts from the trailer it just looks lower budget than everything um and and you would expect that for a streaming service they put a lot of money into this before just this last month is when they started getting money from, in terms of pre-orders and stuff like that. But I think it's just, I'm not judging the show, but I think it's important to set expectations because I know when it was first announced, people thought this might be DC's own HBO and have these big budget shows and things like that. But I think it's just going to be probably smaller than anything else out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's going to debut Friday, October, October 12th. And there will be new episodes every Friday. It's going to be 12 episodes total in season one and it will be releasing weekly until the end of 2018 basically
1: yeah i'm pretty excited about that i i'm glad that they're doing it weekly and spreading it out i i know that if they had just put it all out at once i would have just sat down and watched it all and i think i think i'll probably enjoy it more having it spread out
0: yeah i do there are benefits to binge watching but if especially with smaller seasons i don't mind the weekly weekly format and it's 12 weeks in a row bang 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 uh it's it's a little tougher over the 22 23 episode seasons when there's longer breaks and you're like okay what happened the first part of the season but when it's consecutive like that I think it'll be easier to do um I I will nitpick here I will say this is probably the the last week I would have hoped for this to debut personally because that's the week all of all the CW shows start coming back so that's a little disappointing I was hoping for it to have its its own time and space but uh I'm not complaining about more DC content
1: yeah that is the one thing I wish like I wish they could spread this stuff around the year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but. yeah it's it's difficult but
0: again you know not everybody is crazy enough to try to watch every show so it's not a big deal to most people but if you do watch a lot and it's there's this long break over the summer and then there's nothing on to doom patrol there's a couple little details we got robot moon robot man is actually going to be in a suit and not cgi
1: yeah and that that makes sense again like with the budget that's definitely a lot easier to do and i i am know i'm not too concerned about it i think they can make a pretty good looking robot man suit
0: yeah i if cyborg is in a suit i think that would be tougher to pull off in live action a cyborg suit uh that's not cgi but robot man his suit kind of looks like a cheap robot suit uh like that's the actual design of the character so i think you can pull that off uh in an actual suit and not cgi so i don't have a problem with that and it was funny jim lee was talking about brendan fraser and how he seems really into the role and he, he was thinking about like acting out scenes for the voice uh while voicing it so the man in the suit you know the physical performer could see that and stuff like that it sounds pretty intense but uh, it sounds like fraser's pretty into the role yeah i'm I'm really excited to see what what ends up
1: happening with him on the show swamp thing
0: not, not a lot new it will be dark and horror and kevin smith specifically asked about if alan moore's 80s run will influence it because that's usually cited as the main definitive run of swamp thing and and it sounds like it's going to be heavily involved with that so that's pretty cool and exciting to see that have an influence and that's something i'm glad about all of these shows on the whole titans is looking at the george perez marv wolfman run doom patrol is talking about the grant morrison run being inspired by that and swamp thing and alan moore i'm glad they're they're going right to the the main definitive versions of that i'm sure they'll they'll borrow from different eras and everything like that but i'm glad their their main influence is going to be what is generally considered the best runs of those characters
1: yeah and it makes sense to go with those like you said those definitive best runs and so i'm glad that they're it seems like they're being smart about that yeah
0: star, star girl just got a logo title card uh not much to go from there but but that's farthest out of all the shows
1: yeah not not a ton to see it looks like a, a if i had to guess and i knew nothing about the show i would say it is like an animated show for preteen girls based on the logo <laughs> just because is it just because they're stars? Maybe. I don't know. Well, it's Stargirl,
0: so you have to have some of that. Uh, there was a new clip from Young Justice Outsiders, uh, and it's been released on YouTube. You see Nightwing undercover in Moscow, so he doesn't have his Nightwing suit. And he's communicating with Oracle, which is pretty cool to see that.
1: Yeah, it was, it was cool to hear the, the back and forth between him and and Oracle. And I don't really know what's going on, but he's doing some cool undercover stuff, and I want to see more.
0: Yeah, it's one scene taking out of probably the first episode, I'm assuming. So there's not a lot to, to draw from in terms of big picture stuff, what's going on in Young Justice season three. But it is cool to see that And the animation looks really good. I mean, it looks like the style of Young Justice, but it looks even more modern and looks like they've, they've got a little bit more details and stuff. But it has been a while since I've watched Young Justice, but it looks really sleek and, and good. Uh, they introduced the new show, DC Daily, which is going to be the the next evolution of DC All Access, and it's going to be Monday through Friday, all year long. They introduced some of the cast. It's got some of the returning people like Tiffany Smith, and then some new people, uh, and some surprising people, but it looks like they're going to have a pretty big cast, and they're going to be able to go more in-depth on things, so it looks like they'll have more open conversations and things like that, where it's more of a show as opposed to DC All Access, which is of, which is a bunch of short news snippets. They'll have more in-depth conversations and stuff like that about upcoming news and all that. Yeah. And last up the comic book stuff for DC Universe. So they they showed the reader. Um it looks really sweet. I don't know what else to say about it. There's page view, panel view. You can zoom, you can autoplay. There's actually an autoplay option you can use on the TV so every few seconds you go to the next panel. That looks really sweet. Um you can do all that on TV and mobile. It looks like a really nice, sleek reader.
1: Yeah, and the everything I've seen from this looks really really cool. So I Uh, i'm I'm excited to like actually get to use it in a couple weeks and i'll throw it up on a big tv and see if it actually looks that good yeah uh
0: that would be pretty fun to look forward to so total they're going to have 2500 digital comics at launch i think that means single issues uh from what it looks like not arcs or graphic novels or anything like that it sounds like 2500 total issues which sounds like a lot um but i guess it will depend if it's going to have a bunch of random number ones mixed in there or if it's going to have actual complete runs it sounds like they will focus on the teams and characters that are going to be on the show so it looks like there will be a lot of new teen titans a lot of doom patrol and some swamp thing going on there so you know they're going to tie it into the shows that are on the service yeah and it makes sense to try to promote the shows that are on the service like you said yeah but 2500 comics that's not like a comp- comprehensive amount of comics so I, I don't think this is going to replace anyone who is a normal comic book reader this isn't going to replace their library or anything but it will be a lot to read that's a ton if you're not used to comics and it will also you know it'll allow you to try out different stories different characters and things like that that you don't have to pay for it because it's included what well, you are paying for it it's included in your subscription so it'll have a mix of classics and newer stuff and it's going to get refreshed every few months that curated list of comics so um, I'm by no means complaining about 2,500 digital comics at, at all, because on the whole DC universe, it looks like it has more content and is less expensive than I thought it would be. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to try this out in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. I've been, I've been really impressed with everything that I've seen so far and yeah, only a, a few more weeks until we actually get to start using it. I've got the app downloaded. It doesn't do anything yet, but you <laughs> got it downloaded.
0: You can <laughs> log in and do nothing and says, right. come back in the fall. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.